You are listening to Abstractions That Glow, featuring me, Avon. In today's episode, we will be talking about fake realness, transformers, that jerk next door, fuck Florida and PragerU, and random facts. For more information, please visit nailsatglow.com. <laughs> These cats. So, how is everybody? How's your week been? Mine's been up and down. You know, not being able to sleep is kind of a... It is not fun. But anyways, I have been searching for different uh, avenues of work and, you know, because we, we all apparently need to have like seven or eight, uh, you know, things going on at once, you know, one or two jobs, three or four side hustles, you know, because if you're not doing that, then why the fuck are you buying avocado toast? <laughs> Oh, I hate that joke so much. Um, but one of the uh, one of the things I ran across because you know on a lot of my uh, searches I'm looking for uh, writer positions because I'm a writer and a conservative show showed up in my feed saying you would be uh, you know. A good match for this job. Now, I I don't really want to mention who it is, because uh, I I don't want to give this uh, fuck twit like free publicity. But it's it's one of those people who is far right, blatantly racist, and uh, they just don't stop. And there's. There's a lot of conversation online that this person is uh, disingenuous about their views. And it doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, this this person, uh, they're a failed uh, comedian. Um, and all the jokes they do are just just dumb. <laughs> just dumb uh, but you know I was thinking of all of the people who uh, are looking for jobs like myself who who see that advertisement for a writer for this you know far right show that may be more like me you know part of the L- LGBTQ plus community um, you know maybe even trans and just be like it can't be that bad, you know, because I don't listen to this person's show, uh, you know, by choice. I hear, um, <laughs> I hear enough of it, uh, you know, various clips that are highlighted by, you know, various people trying to make points and stuff like that, uh, and there's no taking this person out of context. Everything is just terrible. <laughs> it's just, it's also kind of laughable how inept they are. 
uh, and they just don't realize it. You know, like, who's going to ambush, you know, people on the street or at schools, you know, with prepared content and, you know, but not, you know, have a good faith debate. Like, anyways, anyways, anyways. This is what I what I perceive as, you know, uh, uh, fake realness. You know, people who pretend to champion a uh, cause and they're only doing it for, you know, the clout, the likes, the, the ad revenue. Um, there's no sincerity behind it. And, and sure, there's, a, there's definitely a place for that in the world when it comes to, you know, entertainment. But when your entertainment is specifically hateful and designed to push a false narrative instead of entertain, then there's a problem. So, like, uh, a good example would be, like, uh, uh, like Stephen Colbert. You know, when he did uh, his... Um, his show, um, well, the the Colbert Report. <laughs> Gosh, I miss that show a bit. Um, his persona on that show was so hyper, you know, hyper, real, hyper, like over the top, like everything about his uh, approach and everything like that. Like nobody acts like that in the real world they just don't and he doesn't from interviews I've seen and and stuff like that like he's a pretty calm reasonable guy and uh you know I remember I come from a really conservative family they're all part of the Republican Party which is wholly disappointing being trans myself um but I like, even before I was trans, you know, still knowing that I was part of the queer community, I was like, you know, you know the, the GOP can fuck right off. But he said in one of his episodes, and this was forever ago, so, and I'm not going to look it up, uh, but um, he said forever ago, he's like, I'm the kind of Republican that Lincoln was. <laughs> and he was making the point that you know, Republicans and Democrats have changed over the years. Uh, they're not the same. So when the Republicans are like, "We're the we're the party that freed the slaves," well, kind of in name only, really, because none of the values that are held by you know those people in the past are held by. Anyway, but yeah, I'm I'm. <laughs> what a great tangent. Yeah. It's just, okay, sorry about that. But it, I mean, the where I was going, I guess, is, you know, characters like Colbert, you know, they, they have value, but it was obviously presented as entertainment. And at no point was that entertainment, uh, you know, trying to maliciously mislead people. 
like it would present a certain point of view it would present a uh, uh a certain uh you know narrative that was consistent with the target audience for sure like that not even going to not even going to try to pretend that the uh center and uh, left was more or less the target for a show like the Colbert Report and the right and far right absolutely not you know like the Daily Show like conservatives hated Jon Stewart um, and Trevor Noah uh, but I mean that 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 show is kind of special it spoke truth to power in a very unique way um, kind of how last week tonight with John Oliver does, and I miss that show right now, I mean, this fucking strike, but anyways, there's a problem, I, I was actually considering applying for this, uh, show, um, knowing that I would have to write right-wing rhetoric, and I, I stopped myself, like, I need work, I need money, like we all do, but I don't think I could write hateful, like, knowingly misleading content, you know, like, I, I, I don't think I could do that, I think it would, my, my anxiety as it is now would just be exacerbated, you know, like, uh, uh, the, the, the movie version of 1984, if you've never seen it, go watch it, it's beautiful, but how he's sitting in there, and how they're having to review everything, and, you know, do all the edits and stuff, and how it was obviously writing, rotting him on the inside, which pushed him to, you know, if you haven't, I don't, I don't want to ruin it for any any younger people who might not have seen it yet, but it's classic, go see it, um, you know, reading the book, it's a bit dry, the movie is very, uh, very bleak, and that's not for everybody either, but anyways, <laughs> yay, tangents, and, ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move on, because I'm, I don't, I, I'm not pulling myself in a, in a lane right now, which is fine, I guess, uh, and speaking of lanes, uh, you know, what about Transformers, think about Transformers, you know, they're cars that, you know, don't really follow the rules, <laughs> Okay, well, that might be more Fast Furious, but... God, those movies are terrible. Anyways, so the the Michael Bay Transformer movies were so disappointing when they came out. Like, you know, no hate on Shia LaBeouf. Like, not really. Like, he's he's just not a good actor. But, you know, I'm sure he's a delightful person. But, it, you know, like, his being cast in Transformers was, you know, he was, they were trying to make him the next big, like, 
you know, thing, uh, which I, I, okay. You know, that's why he was in, uh, that Indiana Jones movie. Um, coffee. Um, but the, the, the problems with those movies <laughs> were just the Transformers look like just a mess of like metal CGI <laughs> just kind of thrown across the screen. And Michael Bay notoriously doesn't really script a lot of stuff. He just does a lot of like, uh, you know, cool camera work. And then, uh, you know, just kind of goes, uh, this is what we're doing. <laughs> it's, it's like, I, you know, if you have money and an ego, I guess that's fine. But, um, the movies weren't really about the robots. Like, you know, it, it it's like calling a movie, let's say, okay, it, like it'd be like calling a movie coffee and there's only like, you know, four times in the hour and a half of the whole movie where people are drinking coffee. And the entire uh, uh, time that coffee is involved in the movie at all is like maybe 15 minutes. You know, people might mention it here and there, but like it's, there. there's no coffee. <laughs> you know, it's not really about the coffee. And, uh... It was weird because we kept following these human characters who just, it was just kind of pointless. Like, they weren't really doing anything outside of reacting and, like, jumping and being hot and sweaty and stuff like that. Like, I just, I was so disappointed. And they just kept going and it just got more and more ridiculous, uh, you know, and I, and I think they started focusing more on the robots, uh, but those stories were just so stupid. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like uh, the the when they did the Dinobots. That not only were they barely in the movie, um, which I didn't understand. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna feature them prominently on the uh, uh, promotional material and the trailers and stuff, and then they're only really gonna be in the finale. Like, come on, guys! Like that. That's just. Uh. I know y'all are trying to sell toys, but that's just a dumb way to do it. Like, can't can't we just have a movie where it's you know, the robots talking most of the time, the robots pushing the plot, you know, I, I get that you think we need the humans in there, but uh, anyways, I haven't seen Bumblebee, but I did see the Transformers Rise of the Beast movie, Beasts movie, and I'll tell you what, had that been the first Transformers movie, The Rise of the Beasts, the, the movie series wouldn't be made fun of so much. And yeah, they, they made money, and yeah, they're continuing to make money. You know, Michael Bay knows how to make spectacles that people want to sit in the theater and watch. 
but when it comes to the longevity of these things, you know, they're only good for babysitting like eight year olds. <laughs> they're not really good for much of anything else. Um, you know, I, I guess, I guess like horny teens that want to see these, uh, uh, like hypersexualized girls, you know, the, the first three or four Transformers movies are, you know, that's all they're for. Like, you know, the, the whole Marky Mark one where, you know, his daughter's dating this guy and he pulls out a card from his wallet with a Romeo and Juliet law in it. Like, the fuck, guy? What is that about? Why is that even a part of your movie? Couldn't her boyfriend have just been like, you know... A high school student like her. <laughs> oh, but then he couldn't have been a badass stunt driver or something. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many plot holes in all of those movies. And, you know, Rise of the Beasts isn't perfect, but it's at least what my inner child uh, was excited to see. You know? It, like... <sighs> Yeah, it's like the, the, the superhero movies of the 90s. They just, you know, Colin Farrell being Bullseye in the Daredevil movie with that Bullseye scar in his forehead. Like, that was just the dumbest thing. Like, he could have just looked normal and then just give him, like, you know, a cap or or, you know, the actual Bullseye suit. I don't know. But no. That people wouldn't like that. And, and thankfully, they found out that people do like that. You know, superheroes in costumes. <sighs> Anyways, Transformers movies have gotten a lot better. And I think if we look at the success of things like, you know, Marvel, how they just embrace the, the batshit craziness of comic books... You know, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was amazing. Like, I think there was some flaws, but I think that was a lot of compromise because some of the actors wanted to stop uh, the the characters and the um, overall uh, story arc for the Marvel films. Uh, needed to be served by some things, which is, you know, that's comic books for you. So, anyways, <laughs> that's a whole other subject. Yuck, yuck. You know, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I think I, I think that came from Booger Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who remembers that game? There was this uh, kind of, like, like hillbilly-ish uh, inspired character that had a chicken and he would throw him across the screen and he'd go yuck yuck get him duck get him I don't know that's that's completely random <sighs> just like our next subject which is that jerk next door now I'm not sure how many of you live in apartments you know, statistically speaking, 
vast majority of people who listen to podcasts like this actually live in apartments. Uh, from what I looked up, which it, you know, it's spurious, but it seemed legit. Because uh, the, there are certain demographics where, you know, people just can't afford houses. They just can't. And even if you can't afford houses, houses are built so close together that you might as well just be in an apartment, you know. You just have more air between your shared walls. That's <laughs> just, it's sad. But, you know, I, I don't understand modern, uh, the, the, the ideas behind modern house building, but, you know, it is what it is. But I live next door to somebody who, at random parts of the day, will build something. And, you know, I get it if you, you know, are, are like an, an artist or a mechanic or, you know, you kind of have like a side hustle where you're uh, repairing things or something like that. But no, it's just like, it, it seems like he's purchasing a flat pack from Ikea like every week, like two, three times a week. And assembling it in the most asinine, noisy, obtuse way possible. You know, I, I'll hear banging. I'll hear, uh, you know, things being dropped and pulled around and stuff like that. And he even keeps his uh, dumbbells right on the sh on the other side of the shared wall. And he'll be working out at the weirdest hours. Like. And it's not consistent, so it's not like a, a habit or a pattern for me to expect. Like, you know, I fully expect while I'm recording this that I'm just going to hear something random come out from next door. But, like, there's... There's there's a, a concern that I have sometimes because, you know, like, I'm I'm recording this show... You know, you might be able to hear, you know, because of how the uh, street is set up and I don't have uh, uh, sufficient uh, sound dampeners, but sometimes some of the vehicles from the outside, like, echo into the apartment. And uh, I, the cats got mad at me for unplugging their uh, uh, water thing while I record. So sometimes that, that comes through. And, uh, you know, there's just so much noise in modern living anyways. And when somebody next door to you, you know, is so randomly loud, it, I, I personally feel it, it is kind of like a war zone. Now, I'm not saying or trying to compare you know, living in the city to a war zone, I'm saying there's a, there's a, a, a connection that I see from the random, loud, consistent, uh, uh, you know, assault of sound and how random it is and how unsettling it can be on, on your sleep pattern, 
on your ability to relax, you know, I mean, we, as a kid, I don't remember needing or wanting to wear headphones all of the time. I only wanted to wear them to actively listen to music. These days, I want to put them in and, you know, watch shows, you know, and it used to be I just wanted to watch shows, but now I need to block out the sound of that jerk next door. And I'm just, I'm not really sure what my point was for this bit, but, you know, that's that's the nature of the show. I just, you know, pick these, these random subjects. And, I mean, <laughs> I was like... Uh, you know, the, the generator I use for uh, these ideas, you know, Transformers came up and I was like, what? You know, are, are you talking about the movies or, you know, power converters? But, like, I assumed it was the movies. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, there's something to be said about maybe changing how... Uh, you know, we build, uh, maybe, you know, making sound dampening, you know, kind of a standard in house decoration, you know, like I'm kind of still disappointed. Like I was always disappointed from childhood, but like, why are all apartments this like eggshell white? Or this, like, weird pale beige, 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 <laughs> I can't talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything has this kind of, like, gross uh, off-whiteness, uh, you know, there's no color. Like, oh, who wouldn't want to walk into an apartment with, like, nice, warm, wine-red walls, you know, maybe a ceiling that was like, uh, I don't know, like a nice uh, deep blue or something. Like, yeah, sure, you know, dark paint might make a space seem smaller. And, you know, the you, you, want, you want a small apartment to feel big, you know, then just why does everything have to be white and beige? Like, there there has to be different ways to go about that. And then, like, just the echo elements of everything. And then how thin the walls are, the, the insulation between them. Like, I can hear that motherfucker talk sometimes. And, oh, my God. He's just, he'll he'll start yelling at himself. And I'm just like, dude, you know. Sometimes I don't want to have to wear earphones or uh, uh, headphones while I'm playing a video game or just watching a TV, but then I do because I'm like, you know what, okay. And when they lose their charge, I'm like, fuck, now I can't wear them right now. <laughs> Anyways, I am, uh, these are the weirdest topics today. I, you know, like last week, I was trying so hard to, like, you know, feel like I was being compelling. Um, you know, 
but I, I guess that's part of the, the, the charm of this kind of format. You know, I'm not really preparing a whole lot. I'm not doing a lot of research and studying, and I'm not trying to make big points, you know. But there will be some guests coming in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, somebody I don't really know, and uh, two returning guests. Uh, and I'm hoping we'll be uh, getting a more consistent guest rotation going shortly. Um, but it is what it is. It's all part of a piece. So now I'm going to go to my favorite, my favorite, my absolute favorite part of this show. And that is fuck something. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about actual sex, but all right. You know, dramatic pauses and everything. Today, it's fuck Florida and Prager you. All right. I'm going to take a sip of coffee for this one. Ah, uh, sweet, sweet, sweet caffeine. Okay, another sip. All right. So, if you uh, follow me on my blog, nailsthatglow.com, or you know me personally, you know I spent time on and off uh, a good chunk of my life in Florida and in Georgia. Uh, you know, I was, I was built in Detroit, but, you know, Georgia and Florida, for whatever reason, you know, my mom, my stepdad, that's where they wanted to be. And I, for the life of me, I still don't understand why those places out of the whole country, you know, like I might've been happier in one of the Dakotas, you know, because, I mean, I love cities, I love concrete, I love steel, I love, you know, uh, being close to, like, urban centers and stuff like that, personally. But, you know, as a kid, and being the kind of kid that I am, those were just the worst places. Just horrible. And I left Florida... Uh, Gosh, when did I leave it? Like around 2018, which is just ridiculous because, you know, we all know it happened um, shortly, like about a year after. Like I, I was, uh, I was just getting used to Portland and then, you know, the world cut on. Anyways, we're not talking about that. Um, but I left Florida because I, I saw what was happening and I, I believe I've mentioned that before in this show. Like it was just obvious what, what, you know, the, the, the ball that was rolling in Florida and Florida was never keen on the LBGTQ community out unless, unless you're talking about south florida um you know random bits of orlando um you know that's about it 
you know, like the 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 LBGTQ culture in Florida is so weird to me. And the fact that I was in such denial and any time I did find anybody from that community, I was shunned because, you know, when I would reach out, I didn't conform a certain way. There was a lot of gatekeeping. There still is in uh, the queer in queer spaces and communities. Um, but in Florida, it, w- it was just getting bad. Like the, the open hostility towards queer folk, uh, you know, the fact that I was uh, identifying as non-binary openly, um, embracing my femininity more and more, I started seeing the difficulties of existing like that in Florida. So, you know, I left. I came out here to Portland, Oregon. And sure, Oregon itself isn't perfect, but as far as being safe, Portland, Oregon is probably one of the safest places on the planet. And that is just sad. Because, you know, queer people in general should not, must not have to, you know, fear where they're going to live to feel safe. You know, it's 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 very similar, and actually, it's almost exactly the same. But you can hide your queerness better than you can the color of your skin. Um, but like, you know, just you know, people of color used to just be driven out of neighborhoods and not allowed to live places and anyways I get oh my god I'm I'm so angry right now <laughs> just so fucking angry but uh I read yesterday was it yesterday or the day before it doesn't fucking matter Prager you that that right wing bullshit got approved for education in Florida. Like, I... I, (sighs) Alright, so... This is what it looks like to me. Like, I'm just... Fuck the details. You know, like, outside of... Prager use a bunch of bullshit. They shovel a bunch of bullshit. They shovel a bunch of hate and misinformation. And... They're going to be allowed in places of education and influence it. And holy monkey balls. This, you know, uh, the United States of America is turning into a fire pit. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if the, 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 top three four percent of the population of the world know something the rest of us don't which you know wouldn't surprise me but it does seem that there is a movement towards a more fascist uh, future uh, than seems 
reasonable. <laughs> you know, it's almost like there are people in the world right now who are trying to establish certain rules and laws because they know something is coming kind of thing. I, I don't know. I'm just angry and my brain's just thinking of like a thousand things right now. Okay, here I go. I don't care if you don't agree with me, but if you're going to teach evolution and creationism next to each other in a school, then you need to teach all of the creation mythologies. Not just one, okay? Need to talk about what the Hindus uh, uh, think about the creation of the universe, what Buddhists think about the creation of the universe, you know, what Wiccans think about the creation of the universe. You know, that just seems fair, right? I mean, if you're going to say, you know, it's it's important to offer, you know, another uh, uh, story, <laughs> I was trying to be, I, like, I don't even know how to say that, because it's education, you know, it's not a debate, you know, about the existence of hydrogen and x-rays and carbon and stuff like that. That's not a debate. So why is it a debate that, you know, evolution isn't a thing? Like, and it's, and they base their whole argument on not understanding what a theory actually is. Okay. They keep treating the word theory as if it means hypothesis. You fucking noob. <laughs> you know, like, it. it's not like somebody just woke up one day and was like, I have an idea about evolution and I want to teach it to all the children. No, that's that's not what happened. They're just, god damn it. You know, but if, if you even suggest that, well, if you're going to teach Christian evolution, then teach you know, the other world creation myths, you know, that's, that, no, that's not possible, you know, I wouldn't be so pissed off at PragerU if, you know, they were actually accredited, if the things that they talked about weren't just obviously hate-mongering and thinly-veiled Nazi uh, uh, propaganda you know, just kind of retooled. Like, how, 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 how? How does this happen in this modern age? How does a state like Florida, a state that is actually one of the biggest tourist attractions on the planet, I mean, it has the Walt Disney World Resort, has St. Augustine, the oldest like established and still surviving 
you know, European city on this continent. Um, you know, and then fucking Miami being Miami. <laughs> like, how do you have these things in a state and then have some despotic five-year-old who thinks Nazis are cool have the ability to do these things? You know, how are there so many just idiots in power there? Like, I mean, obviously it's not a new thing, you know, because Jeb, you know, fucked up the the vote count a few times. (laughs) That fucking guy. Uh, And, and, you know, uh, there was a literal supervillain. What was his name? Rick Scott. Like, I mean, that that asshole sat on a council, uh, you know, in a council meeting and told people he didn't care what they thought because he was the, he was the guy. Like, oh my God, just, it is disgusting how we can't hold these politicians uh, to, you know, any kind of ethics. Like, it's just redonk. So, like, fuck you, Ron DeSantis, Fuck you, Prager, you. Y'all can, you know, just... Y'all can lick poop off my butt. Like, you know, just... You guys can be a bidet for my butt. Alright? I have no respect for you. None. None at all. You guys are actually probably just full of dog shit anyways. Bunch of dog eggs. You know, like that dog in the Barbie movie that just kept dropping those pellets. My God, the Barbie movie was fabulous. And, you know, I guess that'll just roll me into random facts. Ooh, because I think I I ranted enough about fucking Florida and PragerU. I tell you what, though, I do miss Walt Disney World, you know, I'll never forgive the animal kingdom for turning what was supposed to be a a dragon preserve from what I like uh, the uh, the the James Cameron Avatar movies stupid the I mean the whole story the whole concept it's just not great <laughs> like and Disney just went all in and you know Weren't we supposed to have a life-size red dragon? So I don't go to the Animal Kingdom, but the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and uh, what is it called now? Hollywood Studios or something? I don't know. (sighs) I did like seeing the uh, uh, Stormtrooper Parade, you know, led by Phasma. Um, I was, uh, I have a video of that somewhere. I should post that. But, um, you know, just some memories of the Magic Kingdom. I'm going to miss that place because I don't think I could ever go back to Florida. You know, and that's depressing because, you know, say what you will about Disney, but if you, if you spent any 
of your childhood in the in the Magic Kingdom in Epcot. If you've ever been to Epcot when they have their world celebration and be able to, you know, just walk around and try food from all over the world, like, you not... Just depressing. I'm going to miss it. All right. Random facts. Um, Barbie. Go, go fucking see Barbie. Just go see it. I, I I don't I don't know if I would call that a fact so much, but it is something you should just do, because the Barbie movie is probably one of the best movies I've ever seen, and I don't think I'm being hyperbolic about that. I think I'm being very just factual here. Like, not only is are we talking about, you know, kind of an ingrained cultural, uh, uh, like, translation of this thing and how it relates to real life, you know. Um, it's... It took all of these ideas and stereotypes and these problems that Barbie has presented over the years, not only addressed them, but still paid tribute to all of the positive aspects of what this was as well. And it was, it's just masterful. Like, you know, if you don't want to hear me talk about this or whatever, you know, warning, here's your warning, here's your spoiler warning, so to shut the fuck up if you keep listening. But, you know, when Barbie is dancing and she says, do y'all ever think about death? <laughs> oh my God, Becky, would you look at her existential dread? It is, like, so big. <laughs> okay, I don't know where that came from. But, you know, the, the whole idea of Barbie was to be perfect, to be, you know, uh, vapid and empty and, you know, just, you know, trophy and all that stuff. And they 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 even make it a point to mention Margot Robbie you know, is not ugly, and if you're trying to make a point about, you know, everybody not being perfect, that she was not the actress to make that point, which I was like, oh my god, this is so perfect. And then the fact that Ryan Gosling was age-shamed, you know, for wanting to play Ken, and it's like, you know, women deal with that all the time, and they don't even have to be in their, like, late 40s, you know, a woman could just be like 32 and somebody could be like, you're too old to a woman. But yeah, just that was such a delightful movie. And as a trans feminine myself, I was thrilled that there was a uh, trans actress playing a Barbie. And it just, it made my heart warm. And... <laughs> 
Also, I just appreciated so ever much the the body positivity on display and that our heroes uh you know that barbie connected with were you know latina latinx and that it was a uh a mixed couple like a mixed marriage you know the white husband you know, desperately trying to connect with his uh, wife and and child's uh, culture and, you know, uh, language and stuff like that and how earnestly he was trying and how he was not even an important part of the story outside of the fact that he existed. (laughs) Like, love that. And then Barbie not, not ending the story in Ken's arms. Like, ah, just so beautiful. Like, not only did Ken have to understand he was not tied to Barbie for importance, but Barbie understood that she didn't need to fulfill these expectations in order to be herself. It was just delightful. It's an amazing movie. Take your kids to see it take your grandparents to see it anybody who says this is a terrible movie and it's trying to destroy things they're a myopic little bitch yeah <laughs> I'm looking at you Matt Walsh you know I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a marshmallow I'm an absolute trans femme marshmallow I'm a pacifist but if you want to step to me Ben it it you're just a fucking you're a joke dude you're an idiot joke that's my random facts for today <laughs> oh my god you know i i think this episode benefits from uh having guests i think me just uh sitting here ranting you know it's it's good for people who who uh you know appreciate my voice and you know just want to hear you know somebody entertainingly just kind of talk in their ear while they jog or exercise or whatever I did get an email somebody's like you know I don't even understand half the stuff you're saying because I think they're older um (laughs) but they're like you have such a nice vocal quality I just wanted you to know that and you know thank you for making your show and I was like cool like, I, I didn't really know how to respond. So I was like, hey, thanks for listening to the show. You know, and uh, I got another message where somebody was like, you know, you keep saying your voice is going to change, but I haven't noticed it. You know, it's it's a slow process. And, you know, the fact that I'm non-binary, I'm, I'm not looking to really push one gender over the other. Um, when it comes to where I'm going with my voice, but it it will be getting higher pitched. It will sound less like a man. But yeah, because I, I'm not really interested in being too macho. But anyways, and with all of that, I I think that's where I'm gonna end today's episode of Abstractions at Glow. I want to thank you 
so, so much for joining me. Um, I, I really enjoy doing this, uh, emptying my head of some of these ideas. Um, if you have any uh, uh, suggestions for topics for future episodes, or if you think you might just want to, you know, be on an episode with me and talk about some stuff, you know, you don't need to be like a personality or somebody who, you know, produces a lot of content or something. You could just be somebody who wants to talk about some stuff on a podcast. I'm down for it because I like you. I think you're great. I think you're beautiful. I I said uh, I can't even talk. I said something yesterday that I think I hadn't quite put into words before. But how did I say it? I it was um you know, I I find all humans attractive. I don't think there's such a thing as an ugly person. The only thing that makes a person unattractive is when they have a foul personality and worldview. But everybody's beautiful. So are you. Thanks again for listening. Please visit me at nailsatglow.com for more information on me, all my projects, and my nightly blog. And do check out Redbubble, Zazzle, and designed by Humans Nails That Glow for merch. And uh, have a beautiful day. And I love you.